came in for a mission. The snap. Winston sells the play action fake again. Look sideline. Bay route toward the corner. There's a caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans takes it over the shoulder. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Happy Monday. Happy Victory Monday. That's what it's all about. Buccaneers coming away with a huge win in L.A., and I am so excited to be joined by none other than safety Jordan Whitehead. Jordan, thanks for being with me. Uh, thank you for having me. And, man, first career interception. I, I imagine that this is something you have thought about and dreamed about for a long time. Yes, it is. Um, you know, I had one in preseason versus Baker Mayfield, so I was like I knew one was coming. And then week two um, versus the Panthers. I had dropped two, so I I had a feeling that it was coming soon. And uh, when Shaq, you know, Shaq Master tipped that ball in the air and it was coming my way, I knew I was going to get this one. And then I tried to return it, but uh, I got ran out of bounds. I, I bet when you dropped those two, were you just so mad at yourself? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one know. thing to drop an interception, but when it would be your first, I feel like that's even worse. Oh, uh, yeah, it is because um, Carlton, last night, um, he dropped one too, so – he got on me when I, when I dropped mine, and now I had to get on him. Oh, so yeah. We, we had hurts, though. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. Now that you've gotten one, you get to say, like, hey, let me show it. you how it's done <laughs> over here. Right. So what did it feel like as compared to – I'm sure, like I said, you, you dreamed about it, pictured it. How did it feel in the moment as compared to what you'd already thought it would be like? Oh, uh, so it was early in the game, so I knew uh, it was going to – we were up, and it was a momentum change, you know. Uh, we got an interception, and I knew the offense was going to put some points on the board after that. So, uh, you know, next drive, we had another interception. Um so it felt good. It felt everything I thought it was going to be. Uh, I really thought I was going to get another one just because it was so early in the game. Uh, I felt like I was going to get my hands on another ball. But, you know, the defense as a whole got their hands on the ball. So that was, that's better. Yeah, you guys were just wreaking havoc out there. You guys were causing so many turnovers and everything. How how big is that for you guys? And, and explain just how challenging that can be in this league to really get turnovers. Because I remember last year there was a huge stretch where you guys were really struggling to force any of those. And, now it just feels like it's it's gotten the ball rolling and it's almost contagious. Right. They say when once you get one, they come in they come in bunches, you know. Uh, so, coach last week was preaching us about getting interceptions and turnovers. Um, Shaq's doing his thing, getting fumbles and forced fumbles on the quarterback. But uh, defensive backs, we had to uh, get more picks. Uh, and I think between me and Levante we had it yesterday, Shaq got his own. Um, you know, you couldn't ask for a better you know way of taking away balls yesterday. Yeah, that's huge. Did you keep the ball? I did. Uh, I lost it, and then wait, you was, lost it? I I didn't know where it went. Around the fourth quarter, I told uh, coach to get one after the game for me. So when I got in the locker room, I had two because he got one. And oh, and played. they had found and it. And then I have two now. So you're, <laughs> you're just gonna pretend that you intercepted right, two in there? Just, just, just to have. What are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna put it on display? Uh, I I usually get when I jersey swap or get interception, I give them to my mom just to take back and put. Well, her that's home. just adorable. So. That just earned you so many brownie points with our fans. I'm sure <laughs> that you. mom gets the ball. That's yeah, awesome. She gets all the love. Uh, so you said you thought you were gonna get a chance to run it back. Did you already? Do you have a pick six celebration already in mind when this eventually happens? I don't, uh, but. You know, when people usually get interceptions on defense, they get a group pitcher. Um, yeah. You know, I'm thinking about bringing out a backflip soon. Uh, Whoa, wait, yeah. you're, you can backflip? <laughs> I can do a backflip, yes. Oh, that's impressive. So you'd get the pick six, run it back in, and then just and do a backflip. Back okay, <laughs> now I have even more reason to root for this happening. Right. We already wanted it to happen. That's pretty impressive. I like that idea. Do you guys have, as a defense, some celebrations already pre-planned for things? 
We really don't. Uh, I think it's time to start in practice, you know, practice. You get a some, bunch of turnovers yeah, last game. Y'all need right. to. We need some celebrations because after every cele- after every um, turnover, we didn't celebrate yeah. <laughs> as a group. You know? So now so you got to fix that. Celebrate. Who do you feel like could be the ringleader of that? Who, who needs to be the person helping organize and plan this? Probably either Vernon or MJ Stewart. I say the one of them go to. They're the more flashy yeah, celebratory the guys. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's pretty funny. Um, how how were you guys able? I guess how how do you feel like you could rate the defensive performance? Because it was funny after the game, Shaq was talking about how he was almost frustrated because he's like, man, like you can't be that excited. We gave up forty something points, and you know Jared Goff threw for five hundred yards, but then you you know you you guys are forcing all these turnovers and you do win the game. So how do you rate a defensive performance like that where? On, you know, stats-wise in terms of points and yards, it might not look that great, but then you guys came up with the plays when it mattered. So, yeah, uh, during, right after the game, I seen they had 500-plus yards, and, you know, defensive backs, you can't be happy about that. But then you look at um, how many passes they threw, and I think it was around 60-something. Yeah. Uh, and quarterbacks usually 20, 30 um, passes a game and have 200, 300 yards. So if you look at it like that, it's not too bad, but uh, you definitely don't want to have that high of a number of passing yards and that many completions. Yeah, that's, that was good excessive. thing we got our hands on the ball yesterday. Yeah, which is huge. Um, and I mean, their their offense—that's that's an incredible offense to be able to to do that kind of thing against. I mean, how much more did it matter knowing this is the team that was NFC champions last year, and they're they're largely the same as mm-hmm. they were last year? Right. Uh, going off last week or the week before that versus the Giants. That kind of had us a little bit of fire under us, and we knew we needed to capitalize this game. And offense did a great job scoring points, and defense did enough to uh, win the game. So you um, can't ask for a better win than that. What was the, the difference? Uh, we're talking to safety Jordan Whitehead here. What was the difference? Last week you guys had the big lead and let it slip away. This this week you had the big lead. There were some moments it seemed like it might slip a little bit, but that you guys were able to, to pull it out. What was the, the key difference to make sure that you didn't have a repeat of last week? Uh, I think it was uh, Levante came to the, to us on the sideline and just gathered us up and just reminded us that we can't let this one slip away. Um, somebody has to make a play, you know. Because uh, last week that one hurt a lot. We were up 18. Offense didn't even have to score points, and defense all we had to do was hold them. So this week uh, I think we just did a good job of offense scoring a lot of points, helping us out. And then just the defense finding any way we can just to get the ball, get the uh, get the win. Yeah, that's huge. Did this feel like the most complete team win so far? Because there have been games where it seemed like the offense carried mm-hmm. it, games the defense carried it. Did this feel more complete? It felt more complete than any other game this year, but it still wasn't enough. Um, I think offense did a great job. They couldn't ask for any more than that. But the defense, we just uh, stopped the run. Us, us guys in the back end right now. Uh, we got we talked had meetings this morning. Uh, we got some things coming and fixing up things, and I think this week practice is going to show. Yeah, y'all's run defense. First of all, not only has it been amazing, but who it's been against and been amazing mm-hmm. is incredible. I can't. I, I don't think we'd even realize looking at the schedule to be going against Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, right? Like all these guys <laughs> right in a row, league. and then now you're about to do Alvin Kamara. That's mm-hmm. like potentially the top backs in the whole league just right. boom 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 all, all right in a row and you guys I think that you held them so far to like 63 rushing yards for like Saquon yeah like it, that's insane right. so why has the run defense been so good so far uh, I would say Co- Coach Bowles is his defense is scheme um, he just knows what like what to do in the right time um, he knows when to load the box he knows when to blitz 
Uh, then our defensive line is playing uh, outstanding, you know. Uh, like Vita yesterday, I seen the spin move he did to get to the quarterback. It's just you see guys running down the field, making tackles, Sue, Vita. They chase guys. They're high-energy motor guys. And um, our linebackers, you know, um, Kevin stepping in for Devin and doing a great job, and Levante being the leader as he is and just getting the defense together. Um, corners are tackling, and safeties were doing what we have to do. So I think just run game, that's what Coach Prodgers uh, prides herself on, and I think we take that to heart. That's huge. And, and you mentioned Sue, and I, I have to imagine that was cool. Not only just in general of a, a game-winning, you know, scoop and score, right. but against his former team. How right. pumped were you guys for him? Oh, I was excited because, you know, uh, Sue's quiet guy. Um, you didn't really hear too much, like, throughout the game. And then, you know, the biggest play of the game right there, he scoops and scores. And I know he was excited. I could tell he was running real fast. Uh, I ain't never seen him run that yeah. fast, you know. <laughs> but um, And he started celebrating when he got in the end zone. He had a little celebration dance. And I knew he was excited, and it was a good feeling. That's awesome. Yeah, you, that is so true how fast he went. I think they talked about they had, like, the GPS tracking mm-hmm. on him, and he was, like, 18, 19 miles an hour. You know, them big guys, That's a big run. boy yeah. to be running. The big guys, they run. That's when I got an interception I was seeing. Like, these offensive linemen are kind of running pretty fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're super, you, you think that you're going to be able to right. easily outrun these guys, and then, yeah. you know, that's pretty impressive. And it's funny you mentioned that he's a quiet guy. I think a lot of people, you know, had a perception of him when he came in here that he's known for being a pretty pretty tough player mm-hmm. out there on the field. Right. What did you think about him or know about him before he came in, and then what has it been like getting to know him? When I, uh, before he came in, I didn't know too much, but I knew because Aaron Donald, uh, a pick guy, so um, I knew he was like a hard worker. And first time I saw him was in the weight room, and I could just, he was working. It was early in the morning. He was just minding his business, doing his thing, working. And we had practice, OTAs, and he was just – like same thing, didn't say anything, just guy that works and keeps his head down. And uh, the first time I really heard him say something was in the Panthers game. Uh, I think it was like the last drive, and he told us defensive backs, he was like, guys, take away their first read, and I'm going to get to the quarterback. And then everybody was like, oh, okay. we got a yes, guy on this <laughs> Yes, sir, Sergeant, sir. He doesn't talk much. When he says something, you're right, going to listen. listen to and then uh, Shaq Barrett, I, I feel like every week, we just are like try, trying to figure out new ways to praise what this guy is mm-hmm. doing. What has it been like to watch the just how incredible his performance has been so far from a number standpoint? It was, it's, it's crazy, you know. Um, every time like you see the ball on the ground, and I'm in the back, and I come up and I just ask like, "Who got the second? And everybody says Shaq. Yeah, who, who else? You know? <laughs> it's, it's just it's amazing. But um, yeah, Shaq at the beginning of the season from the first, our first game, he started out and. Every week's been something crazy, and I think us on the defense kind of feeding off of that because he makes every play count. So he doesn't leave a play on the field, and he he capitalizes everything. So I think um, us in the defensive back, like we were talking last night, like we need to capitalize and be be like him and make more plays, and it's going to come. But you know, Shaq is helping us out back there, getting to the quarterback fast, getting the ball out fast. And, allowing us to get our hands on the ball. I was just about to say, how big of a difference does that make for you guys and what you're able to do when there is someone that is creating that kind of havoc up front? Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing because you never know. Like People don't realize that the, the pass rush is actually valuable to you know covering all day. We play a lot of man, so it's hard to just play man-to-man all game. And uh, I realized that when I started blitzing more, when Coach Bowles has me blitzing, and I'm getting there quick, and it's helping out our defensive backs. And, I, you know, I, it's like me, defensive back, I'm like, all right, I got to take care of my guys. You know, I got to get to the quarterback. And I feel like that's what Shaq and all them guys up front do. They know that we're covering. Um, so when we rush or when we cover, they have um, to get to the rush. And when they rush, we have to cover. So it just went hand-in-hand. 
And how about Matt Gay getting to have such a bounce-back performance from the week before? What does that do for you guys when you see him just, you know, consistently not only nailing, you know, the extra points and all the, you know, the more considered gimme mm -hmm. things, but he's getting out there and knocking down, what, a 58-yarder, oh, right. I think. What does that do for you guys? Uh, that makes me excited. You know, me and Matt, we share locker right by each other, so we always just uh, we talk and we just – I get to know him. He gets to know me. Um, but in practice, we see it all the time, him making those long field goals. So we know what he could do. Um, we know last week he just missed one. Um, and, you know, nobody – it's not his fault. Defense didn't do what we had to do. Uh, so it wasn't his fault. And I knew he was going to have a bounce back, back week. You know, Matt's a great guy. He takes uh, everything with pride. And he goes – he works every day. And I could just tell he wasn't – he was confident. Um, you know, he does his little uh, – his routine when he comes out and the little wiggle. And I just felt like he was – <laughs> I knew he was confident. And he uh, nailed those. That's awesome. And I actually had fans ask on Twitter that when a guy – um, has a, a, a mistake that is a pretty, you know, noticeable one in a game or something. They were like, are, are the teammates mad at them? I, had, I saw people asking that, and I, I think that's an interesting – when people don't understand locker room dynamics, when someone has a moment like that where, you know, it's, it's, an, it's a mistake that can impact the team, how, what is the reaction from you guys and how you handle that as a teammate? Oh, well, right after that game, I went up to Matt because I knew – like, I know how he felt, and I felt like that game shouldn't even have been on him because – uh, being of the defense, I felt like it was we should have just held them, and we had plays too many plays we left out there. So I just told him like it's not your fault, and I, he told me he's like, no, I gotta make that. That's that's 100 percent. And I was like, no, I, I should have had an interception. You know, it's not it's not your fault. And uh, just coming him coming in the locker room the next day, it was like swept off his mind. Um, he went and practiced that week, and he nailed every field goal. You know, so you can't even ask for anything better of him. Yeah, that's incredible, and. Chris Godwin has, I feel like, almost been like the offensive version of the Shaq Barrett of just like putting up these crazy <laughs> right. stats, especially yesterday, the first half. I mean, what have you seen from him in terms of the way he's already grown and, you know, still a pretty young player mm -hmm. and is, is starting to really establish himself, you know, as guys are always doubling Mike over there, right. that they're going to have to start worrying about him right. too. Yeah, so Chris, um, actually, when I came in last year, he get, like kind of took me under his wing, not really being with him in the meetings and stuff, but just the way he uh, preps himself throughout the week, takes care of his body. Uh, his work ethic is amazing, and, you know, he doesn't complain. He just comes to work every day. He's a level-headed guy, and that's the guy I kind of look up to because he just goes to work, and that's what you need everybody on the team to be, to be great, and it shows why he's doing what he's doing. That's awesome. That's, a, that's always great to hear. And, and speaking of the guy that they have to double, that leaves Chris open sometimes, Mike Evans, I mean, just went off against the Giants and still had – just such a huge play yesterday. Took a little extra time to celebrate it walking in <laughs> right. there. So um, what does that kind of do for you guys when you see a player like him of his caliber having those kind of plays, those kind of performances? Um, Mike Evans is the best receiver in the league to me. Um, coming in last year, I didn't really know too much about Mike, but guarding him in practice and just seeing the things he do in practice, you see he's the best receiver in the league. And uh, I think he's number one for sure, and not just because he's my teammate because I believe in that, that's so and he has great games you know he's going to over top of people people don't think he has good speed but he's fast you know, his catch radius he catches everything that comes to him so you can you can it's hard to defend yeah that's awesome all right we still have plenty more coming up here from hooters on hillsborough with jordan whitehead we're here every monday from five to six make sure you come on out say hi to the players get a couple autographs and photos we're going to be back here on buccaneers total access brought to you by frontier communications this is buccaneers radio you're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips.
Happy Victory Monday, Bucks fans. I am so excited to be here with none other than safety Jordan Whitehead, who got his first career interception yesterday against the Rams. And uh, Jordan, again, thanks for being with us. And now this Thank is you. this is the segment where I, I like to get a, uh, an idea of who you are, like everybody get to know you. You're still fairly new to the Tampa area and trying to help everybody get to know a little bit about who you are. And um, you had, from what I, I gathered from research, 16 major college offers coming out of high school. Does that sound about right? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. You're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big deal like that. What, how crazy is the, the recruiting process, and what do you remember about that and, and how you were able to come to your decision? I remember just, you know, going to see a lot of different colleges probably every week, you know, after, um, after a high school game. You take the weekend off and go see the colleges, and it's just it's a fun and exciting time, you know, growing up when you were young, going to see these amazing facilities at colleges. And then um, seeing the players that you used to watch grow up, uh, that's an amazing feeling. I just remember I loved Ohio State all this, when I was always growing up, and meeting Urban Meyer was a, was a dream come true. And I didn't end up going there. but Yeah, I'm like, like, what is this? You talk, you dreamed about it, and then you're like, and then I like, didn't go. Yeah. And uh, I went to Alabama. Um, my, my best friend, Robert Foster, played for Alabama. So I just got to see different uh, places and uh, how things were, the facilities. That, that was the biggest thing for me. It was like how crazy and great the facilities were. Yeah, and so what made your final decision? Uh, I kind of just wanted to stay home, stay close to home. I live 20 minutes from Pittsburgh, so uh, I'm a mama's boy. Yeah, was, uh, <laughs> it was kind of hard for me to leave when I was when I was young, but now uh, it's my first time really being out. Last year was my first time being out of Pittsburgh, and you know I kind of was like, I'm happy I got out and didn't get to stay because there's a lot more out in the world than you realize. That's true. What was the hardest part about all of a sudden not being just right there, you know, where your friends and family are? It was kind of hard, um, i say, for like a month. Uh, it took me a month, but the guys that we had drafted last year, like Carlton and MJ, those are the guys I were with every day. And they were like my brother came, my brothers. And me and Carlton actually played in a high school game, um, all-star game after in high school, me, Carlton, and uh, Dean. No <laughs> we way. We were on the same team um, in California. Well, you, you, Carlton Davis, and Jamel Dean mm-hmm. all played in the same game in same high school? Game. Yes. That is so crazy. Except for five. Um, game. It was in Cali, California. That's pretty cool. And we were on the same team. <laughs> yeah, and you actually you got to play uh, at the Steelers Stadium earlier this year, which I heard you yep, played was, there in high school I as well, right? I played there in high school for the championship, and then college, we played every home game there. That's that's awesome. So what was it like to get to play there as a pro when I'm sure in high school when you were playing out there, you were thinking, man, I want to be out here as a pro someday. Uh, right. Uh, it was my best friend plays for Steelers too, so it was like, that was like the greatest thing I could ask for when playing against him. We love playing against each other. We played last year. We were just going at it all game. Um, he didn't get to play this game preseason, but uh, it was just being back home, it felt good. I had the Pitt fans. All the Pitt players were there. So it was uh, it was just our welcome home feeling. That's huge. And uh, Darrell Revis is actually your cousin, is that yes, right? Yes, yes, and he also went to Pitt. Was that part of the decision-making, too? Decision. Yeah. I remember uh, when he got drafted, I had his Pitt practice jersey on. Uh, just sitting on the floor, and I kind of I always like think about that because I think I really went to Pitt because he went to Pitt. Yeah. Like deep down, I wanted to stay home, but I was like, and I want to keep the tradition for him. in the yeah. family, right? Wait, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> right. Um, what did you learn from him? How how much did he have input in your football career and, and who you've turned out to be? So uh, I really just watched him a lot growing up. Um, making the decision though, he never was like going to Pitt, or he never got on me about going to Pitt. Uh, he kind of didn't want to be in my air about it, so. He didn't really talk to me during that time. And what are you talking about? Like, not, like, about schools. And 
Um, now, like this all, last off season, I was with him for a couple, like a month, and we just were hanging out, uh, teaching me stuff, uh, staying with him, just really just getting to see how he lives his life now um, since he's out of the league. But just the way he carries himself on and off the field, that's just something I like to look up, look up to because he's a, he's a great person, you know. Uh, same, come from the same area, and it's just great to see my family, just anybody coming from this area, uh, make it in the NFL. And, uh, it's a blessing. That's awesome. What did you learn as far as the football X's and O's side from him? I mean, that's a pretty good mentor to have. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I just remember he always just told me, you have to get interceptions. It's, it's, <laughs> like, tackles are good, but you need interceptions. Yeah. So, um, that was, like, always on my mind. Like, man, I make, keep making tackles, but I need the interception. Uh, but other than that, like, my corner, I was got recruited as a corner coming out of high school. So uh, he would help me on, like, covering skills, um, how to press, you know, because he's a press corner. Uh, so there's a lot of things that he helped me on. And, like, now that I'm actually in the NFL, it really, like, could start picking up. He could uh, actually teach me that when I was younger, he was just kind of – I didn't really know too much. Yeah. So – you talked about you were recruited as a corner, but you you actually played both sides of the ball even in college, which is so – I mean, you hear about this in high school where you hear people, you know, oh, yeah, I was a linebacker and, mm-hmm. a, you know, a running back or right. whatever. That you, you hear this sometimes, but that is very rare in college, mm-hmm. much less in a powerhouse type of program, you know, big D1 school. Right. So what was it that enabled you to do that and, and even just making the decision to do that as compared to trying to really hone in? Because I can see where it would be hard of thinking, well, man, is this going to take away from both yeah. positions? So uh, Coach Narduzzi, my pit coach, uh, I was like maybe week four or five in practice. He had put in a package for me on offense, and he didn't run it. And then we played Notre Dame, and he just threw me in. That one was like just threw me out of nowhere, and I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> and I had two touchdowns that, that game. Wow. And, uh, after that, he kind of was just like, like oh, hey, maybe we yeah, should we try this. You. So um, <laughs> we had a package in every week that he would use. I'd probably get five to ten offensive plays a game. Uh, I love offense, and I, st- I always did, and I still do. Um, everybody loves the ball and loves to score touchdowns. So everybody has yeah. Yeah, You want to have the ball in your hand. So when I got an interception yesterday, that's really like the, in my mind, like I got to score because these coaches don't think I can run. <laughs> <laughs> so funny you should mention that. Earlier I was actually shooting the show that I have with Bruce Arians. And he said, I asked him about your interception. He was talking about what a great interception it was. But then he said, yeah, he's not no running back. He didn't follow his blockers. Oh, oh what is See, that? He didn't, well, I saw that when I got it, the guy was behind me. So I thought he was going to, if I stayed down that sideline, catch up to me. Uh, so I was like, I just got to cut across the field. <laughs> and my blockers were coming and. I didn't get in the, I didn't get the blocks I needed. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, there's always two sides to the story. I say I, I, I gave off like three stiff forms, so you know. Yeah, you, you, you got to see something. You knocked off a little of that running back <laughs> rust over there. <laughs> right. That's pretty funny. What was? Um, how did you end up picking the position that you did then to really focus on? How did you not end up really focusing on running back more? Is it just what you thought you'd be more successful at, or? So um, when I got the pit, they were they recruited me as corner, so. Uh, the first day I got there, coach told me, he was like, we're going to try you at safety. Uh, so I gave it a try, and then I kind of like this more more free freedom at safety, just to roam around. You don't have to, like, take it out of play sometimes. The receiver just runs you off. And I guess he uh, – I thank Coach Narduzzi for making me a safety because uh, I wouldn't be here where I am right now. But um, he seen – like, I realized that I have good speed and sideline to sideline I could cover. Um, I like to tackle, so it was like a great fit for me. The same position I played in college, the strong safety is what I play now, so it like, helped me a lot. We're talking to safety Jordan Whitehead. So how did you um, 
How do you feel like playing running back helped you at safety or safety helped you running back? How did they sort of influence each other? So playing running back, you see like what you see a different point of view, you know. Uh, you can see like where the holes, you know where the running back's gonna where he's gonna cut, what blocks he reads, um just like it's like little stuff and when I'm at safety I kinda think how a running back would think. Um uh, if he's like gets the ball up the middle. Uh I know the most plays like read zones they jump cut back to the opposite side. Um I know like where the holes are gonna be. But uh I think that would that helped a lot too. And now it's just like watching a lot of film that helped me. I think that's what's helping the most. How did you manage that workload, both from a mental standpoint of I'm sure you're now having to go to double the meetings you normally would, but then also just from a physical standpoint mm -hmm. of it's not like football's not tiring, like yeah. just at yeah, one right. position. <laughs> so how did you manage that mentally and physically? Um, I would say mentally, I love just a film guru, so I'm always watching film, and I like a meeting with coaches, so that wasn't a big problem. Uh, physically, though, I, I cramp up a lot, and that was just one of the things that was always making me mad because I would be playing both sides, and I would be cramping, and I wouldn't be able to play defense my original spot. I didn't want to let the defense down. So uh, Coach Narduzzi kind of, my last year, he kind of stopped going with me on offense as much so I could focus on defense. And I think uh, I think that actually helped me a little bit. Instead of worrying about if I'm going to be in this play on offense, I was, like, up all game, standing up all game. Right, so. yeah. What are your favorite things about both positions? Uh, the safety is the physicality. You could be physical, and, and you could also get interceptions. And then uh, running back, it just – Everybody loves running back, you know. There's not one running back in the league that nobody loves, and you get more, you get more love than you do on defense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. So now all the Bucks fans, we need to give the defense some love. This is what we, this is what I'm hearing here. Um, it's funny you brought up how you, your favorite thing is the physicality of safety, and I, I think about this all the time. Where so many of you guys seem like so different off the field and on the field. Right. For people who do not know Jordan, you're like the smiliest dude around. Like you're just the friendliest, happiest, smiliest guy around. And it, for me, picturing that your favorite thing is like <laughs> how like brutal right. it can be sometimes at safety mm -hmm. is very funny. So um, how, how does that change for you when you get on the field? And, and how do you, do you feel like you turn into a different person to a degree? I, I do. Uh, I'm just a competitor. So when it's like I got to compete against something just growing up, I had a lot of cousins, and they just used to, like, when I was little, I was the youngest one, pick on me a little bit. So I had to really fight, like, stand up for myself. I'm only child. Uh, so I, my mom always just told me, just, you know, stand up for yourself. But uh, when I'm off the field, she, when I was young, my grandma always told me to smile. She was like, you don't, why are you mad? Like, don't be <laughs> mad. So that's really the reason why I just always excited, always happy and smiling, because my grandma really made me do that. <laughs> That's awesome. I like it. Grandma was a smart lady. Um, you started as a true freshman in college, and you ended up starting a lot of games as a rookie in the pros. How challenging was that for both of those of when you're moving up to another level right. and having to take on a starting role really quickly? What were the biggest challenges of that? So, like, coming from – I'll say coming from high school, high school to college was harder than college to the NFL. Because really? High school, like, defensive-wise, you just run basic cover four, basic cover three. And then when you get to college, you get actual defense that you have to study. Like, you have to know the offensive guys, offensive personnel. And then I never heard of, like, some of the things that we that we do on defense coming out of high school. But coming from college to the NFL, you kind of got an idea. But it's still not 
enough. And it's like when you get to the NFL, it's, it picks up a lot more. And uh, our rookie safety, Mike, now uh, does great things and he makes a couple mistakes. But I was there last year, so I know like what it takes. And I help him out just because I know the stress uh, making the call because the safeties run the defense. You know, you have to make every call. Um, out of we played 80 plays yesterday, so you think he's gonna be perfect? Like I wasn't perfect yesterday. He, he wasn't perfect yesterday, but it's just the more studying you do, um, it gets easier. And I think that's what I learned that you actually have to go home and open your playbook and study it. And you just it just doesn't come. You have to actually study and uh, work for it. I love hearing second year players talk about rookies because it's almost the sound of like oh way back in the day when I was there <laughs> right, it was and it's like year. yeah and it's this it's like oh well he's you know I, he's making those mistakes because he's a rookie like I was there once <laughs> but now I'm this no. you know wise mature mm -hmm. person but it is crazy the, the, how different the first year to second year oh, is so what were the biggest differences for you oh uh, it was the game was so fast for me last year just making a call uh wasn't sure if it was the right call uh just being like second guessing myself but I would say Halfway through the year, like around week 10, is when I kind of just really just start feeling more confidence uh, when things started to slow down. But it took 10 games to really slow down. And now it's, the game is, like, real slow. You know, I, we, I take practice now more more serious and more, like, go full speed and do everything as a game would be because in a game it feels like practice. So if you're if you love being, you know, the tough and the physicality on the field, are you a trash talker on the field? I do. I, you do? I do trash talk on the field. Um, it's just my emotions get Are you smiling when you do it? <laughs> no, I, I actually don't. But if we make a good play or something like that, I'll, I'll, I won't, I'll celebrate with our team. Yeah. Um, but, but it's you like are emotions get talker. the best of me, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I know MJ said he is very much as well. Are, are, is it like? Uh, is it just like a whole secondary thing? Yeah, defensive backs are supposed to be more uh, a trash talker. You know, you have to have some swag and you have to have a short-term memory, so if you get beat, you just have to have confidence because it's going to be a long game. You're going to get beat playing defensive back, so you need to have that uh, that little cockiness. A little something-something yeah. in there. I love that. That's awesome. Well, we still have plenty more coming up with Jordan Whitehead. We are here at Hooters on Hillsboro like we are every Monday from 5 to 6, and we're going to have more on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Happy Victory Monday, everybody. We are so excited to be here with Jordan Whitehead. We are live from Hooters on Hillsboro, just like we are every Monday from 5 to 6. Make sure you come on out, say hi to the player, get a couple autographs and photos. Uh, now I am very excited to tell everybody, this is my favorite thing about you, is that I asked all of our strength coaches and everybody, pound for pound, this is the key part of the stat, Pound for pound, you were probably the strongest guy on the team. Would you agree with this? I have to agree. You have to agree. You would have to agree. Have to agree. Now, of course, there are guys like Vita Vea that are lifting more right. than you, but if we go for the pound for pound. So tell everybody some, some stats here about what you lift for some perspective, and especially compared to give, like your height, weight, and then what you lift. Uh, so height, 5'11", like 195. But uh, squat, I'd say like 500, maybe plus. Not right now because it's in season. Off season when I'm – and routine, um, bench, um, four hundred plus. Stop. Really, that's that's like <laughs> legit. That's insane. I like to. When I was younger, I was my uncle made me work out, so it was just like in me, just you know, be strong, you know. I, and you like you have a good, you want to have a good body, then work out. That's crazy. How young were you when you started like really lifting? I was around like nine, but when I was he, I started when I was like seven, but I always used to. 
I used to hate it. I would just like skip stuff, and now when I when I really like turned down ten, I remember just having a different way about the weight room, just loving loving it and actually taking it serious. That's crazy. Do you ever kind of like rub it in some of the maybe bigger guys' faces if you're lifting more than them? Always, always, <laughs> always. I mean, this is where the trash talk comes yeah, yeah, from. This is where you learn. <laughs> right. um, who would you say is actually the strongest on the team, just in terms of what they lift? I think um, Bo and Vita squat. This is probably the heaviest. You know, they're huge legs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I would say, like, bench-wise, I really don't know. Pull-ups, I got the pull-ups. You got the pull-ups, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, them pulling up 350 yeah, pounds versus I'm 195. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I got to add the chains. You, you better know, be doing double, yeah, yeah, what they're doing based on that. <laughs> that. What do you think that they would squat? Oh. Uh, I would say probably around like 700 pounds. Good grief. And really, uh, those guys, big, big legs. That's insane. That's legit insane. I can't even imagine. So um, for you, what was – you, you have so many young guys on the secondary with you that either you came in with or that have come in recently that the fact that Vernon is like the elder oh. statesman <laughs> on the team is, is kind of funny. So um, what has that been like for you guys trying to all sort of develop – together and then also just to have each other that you know the last couple draft classes mm -hmm. have both had multiple guys in the secondary together oh yeah so uh me like i said me carlton mj came in together so we kind of just like brothers coming in um every time we're on the field you know you just want to do good for one another but uh like second year you know we've been getting closer and closer um vernon is the the leader of us and he gets us um ready he gets us excited you know uh, He's the guy, and, like, really without Vernon, we would kind of be, like, real young and wouldn't have that vocal guy out there, but Vernon does a great job of that, and he's uh, his play's been doing awesome this year. Uh, then we have Darian Stewart, the oldest guy that we actually have yeah. in our 31 in yeah. our uh, defensive back room. He's like the grandpa he's in like there, the man. Grandpa, yeah. you know, and he, he, he acts like it. He just <laughs> makes sure everybody's good uh, I'm on the sideline. Like cramping up, he'll massage my leg for me. Oh, just like what a good guy! <laughs> just to make sure we all good. He's, he he has a lot of uh, knowledge, though. I ask him a lot of questions because he's been in the league ten years, has the Super Bowl, so he knows a lot. Yeah, that's huge. What are some of the challenges with so many of you guys being young? Uh, I would say just not having that experience. Uh, we have it now because we played in at least what twenty plus games. Uh, so we have the experience, but still, as a veteran, you know more. Uh, I watched like the great safety, that Earl Thomas, my favorite safety. You could tell that he's been in the league and he has, he knows what he's doing because way he plays, he plays so fast. Uh, so I just think more like watching film is building me to have more uh, chances and have more success because I know what's coming before the play happens. Um, you know, and Vernon's like you said, that's our oldest guy. He's been this is uh, his year that he's been in, and. I can tell that he's been picking up on stuff. He calls out everything. He, like, he really does. Garanda calls out a lot of stuff. And then Carlton is maturing like that, too. You know, me and him watch film a lot. Uh, and he just tells me, like, he always reminds me, just talk, just talk, even if we're wrong. You know, if we're all wrong, we're all right. So uh, that's just one thing, being a safety. You have to communicate, even if it's not right. If everybody's on the same page, then. It's not going to be bad. Yeah, and you and Carlton and MJ coming in together, you guys were just like the three musketeers immediately, got super mm -hmm. close. And how important is the off-the-field relationship for that position group in particular for DBs? I mean, we hear about it a lot with, like, the quarterback wide receiver mm -hmm. chemistry and maybe the offensive line, but is it just as important for you guys? Oh, it is because we do everything. Me and Mike, the other safety, do everything, like, 
tie to tie, you have to be on the same page. If he's doing, if he's like down in coverage, and you know I'm deep. If he, I'm down, he's deep. So pretty much, we have to look at each other every play, and we have to relay the call to the corners. So we, uh, like you said, we have to do hand signals when it's loud, and you just got to make sure we're on the same page. So when we're off the field, we do stuff. We just kind of built that trust with each other. Um, that's a big part of it, you know, that this guy's going to be there at the right time, and um, he's going to give it all he got. We're talking to safety Jordan Whitehead. How um, has it been for you learning the new defense this year that I'm sure, you know, you kind of get everything figured out as a rookie, and then all of a sudden we got a whole new system that mm-hmm. you're having to learn. Did it make you feel almost like a rookie again, or did you feel way more equipped second year to be able to learn this new system? I felt more equipped. Um, the learning, it was easier. Uh, it was it's a lot. It's a lot of defense that Coach Bowles put in, but um, I met with him a lot during the off season just to make sure I knew it. And then um, I watched a lot of film of the Jets last year. Uh, I played the same position as Jamal Adams, a pro bowler safety from the Jets, and I really just sat down and watched him every day uh, to see what he was doing. And that's a great example for my position to watch. That's so huge. I think uh, it wasn't as bad as it was last year because I knew some of the terminology was just different. I knew like. The most of the things that were uh, taught on defense, but it's just the terminology I had to really uh, pick up on. And then Coach Balls blitzes a lot, so um, you really learn like the game of third down, second down. That's a big part that Coach Balls has taught me this year. What are your favorite parts about his system? Blitzing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're love, a fan I, of that. Yeah, I love that. I love that's my favorite part, the blitz. Other than getting interceptions, is blitzing your favorite thing to do? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. What else besides blitzing? Overall, the whole scheme, especially maybe your position, what is unique about this scheme as compared to, especially what you know, mm-hmm. the Bucks have been doing in recent years, and, and the biggest shifts for you guys back there. So we're not. Uh, I say like years before, like you hear a lot of Tampa two cover two, uh, sit back and kind of just like play more relaxed. Uh, but now it's attack mode every play. Coach Bowles tells us, like, don't play to keep the lead. Play to, like, win. Play to get the ball back. And you te- you can tell because we're a man. We're playing cover zero um, late in the game. So if you're playing cover zero, you're blitzing more than half of the – you know, you're blitzing everybody besides four or five. And you want the pressure to get to the quarterback quick so the ball could come out fast. And Coach Bowles, that's one thing that – like he prides himself on. So when us guys in the back end know that we have to cover, um, you have to know how to play a lot of defenses, fire zones. Uh, you have to play zone in this defense, and it's interchangeable. He has a great understanding of, like, what guys he has, and he puts them in position to make the plays. And what's Coach Bowles like as a coach? He's like he's kind of, I would say, I would say like me, but he's always smiling. Um, you never know if he's mad or not, but he, like, he, he gets on me a lot. I, uh, he was a former safety and he just expects a lot out of me and uh, the other safety, Mike. Uh, so I take it for, like, I don't look past that. I take it for, like, Coach actually cares. He wants us to do great. And uh, I don't want to let him down just because the time he put in for me, uh, like watching film, um, he didn't have to do all that, you know. And I know he knows what he's talking about. He's like a mastermind. I feel like unlike Coach Bowles, if you don't know when he's upset, I've heard you definitely know when Bruce Arians is oh, upset. Yeah, yeah. Coach B.A. will he'll show it and he'll scream and get in the rough face, get in your face. But uh, Coach Bowles on the sideline, he's more calm. In practice and in the meeting room is when he, he does his uh, – Oh, that's when yeah, he'll get a little upset? That's when he gets a little upset in the meeting rooms. That's pretty funny. But, yeah, so what has it been like having Bruce as a coach and a guy that's you know been in the league for mm-hmm. so long and you know won coach of the year multiple times? Like how cool was that as someone that I'm sure you'd watched him as a coach before coming into the league? Right. Well, he was with the Steelers, so I kind of knew yep. about him before. But um, he – brings that like type of energy um, every day when you just see them you just feel like 
it's time to go to work. Uh, it's no play time, and uh, he, he's serious, and he has that swag on him too. So uh, he gives us the confidence and wants us, he makes us want to play, actually play with some swag and have fun out there. That's cool, and it's funny. We were talking about this the other day, and I asked you about when you knew he had swag. So what was the moment in the story you said about when you knew this was going to be it? Um, oh, when he, uh, we were going to a away game for the preseason, he was like, you guys could wear it. Jays with tennis shoes with your with your suit outfit, and I was, he was like, "Cause that's what I'm gonna be wearing." And I was like, "Oh, I know, coach. He doesn't want to wear dress shoes. He want to put on some Yeezys." Or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you knew he had that's that swag. That's how he had the swag. That's pretty great. And all right, so so if we go into swag, where where do you rank on the team in swag? I'm not gonna give it to Vernon, so I'm gonna say two. You're you're number I'm two a, to Ver- Vernon two on the whole team. Vernon is, on the whole team. Like he, he has he the best it. clothing oh, choices. Got the best clothing choices. And he then you're it. number two. I'm going with number two. Okay, what's your what's your style if you're to describe the Jordan Whitehead style? I like uh, like I like all the you know the brands Gucci and all that, but I like the bags, uh, designer. You know, I like designer. Um, He's so fancy. But I could now. go. I like the wear just regular, like I could swag out some basic, no designer, a white t-shirt and so. The white t-shirt, <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. How much thought goes into the outfit on a road trip? On a road trip. I got a lot of suits, so I just put on like one of the uh, uh, any one of the suits I have because I like have designs and all. Man, I got a maid, so oh, you got yeah, all I these got custom suits, suits I got in a there. Custom suits, man. Look at you, that's so fancy. <laughs> it's harder when I have to wear actually like jeans and try to put a nice shirt together. I could, I rather just throw on a suit. That's pretty awesome. I love it. So, how comfortable do you feel in this system now? Of where I hear the the big difference is when you're. You're still having to think every play versus when it becomes instinctive and, and reactive. Where would you say that you are on that scale now? I would say like nine out of the ten. Um, I kind of just like practice really helps a lot. They, our coaches do a great job of showing us everything we see in the game uh, during the week at practice. So it's really everything you see at practice is in the game. And I think we, everybody just needs to take like a deep breath when we go out there and calm down because in practice it's executed 100% every time. And in the game, we have a couple mistakes, but we all just calm down, take a deep breath, and uh, when we come off the field from the being on the being on the field, just uh, talk to each other, look at the uh, plays on the iPad, and get it corrected. That's awesome. Well, we still have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access. We're going to get into that Saints game coming up this next weekend. So come right back. This is Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Happy Victory Monday. I'm going to say that every time because it still sounds so good coming off that huge win in L.A. yesterday. And I'm joined by none other than safety Jordan Whitehead, who had his first career interception in that game. Now we're going to go ahead and look forward to the Saints game. They only give you guys, what, about 24 hours, and then that's it. You don't right. get to celebrate anymore. So we're, <laughs> we're getting close to that time frame here. So we already got to move on. Um, how big is it going to be for you guys, the adjustment of expecting Drew Brees versus Teddy Bridgewater? And I know that, you know, Drew Brees is probably not someone you ever want to have to go against in terms of he's so good, but at least you're familiar that you guys play him twice a year every year, so you right. kind of know what he brings. How, how uncertain are you about what Teddy Bridgewater is? Yes, I didn't get to really watch much um, of the Saints yet and see how Teddy Bridgewater is, um, but you know, every quarterback in this league, they're in the league for a reason, so you have to take it just as Drew Brees was playing. Uh, Drew Brees is one of the best in the league. So uh, going against him two year, two, twice a year last year kind of gives us an uh, understanding of what they do. 
Um, we had beat them the first game, and we should have beat them the second one. It was a close game. So we're uh, pretty excited going to New Orleans to play. Um, we know we can win road games. Um, we have two this year. So uh, it should be an exciting game, and I think that's the best stadium to play at. Yeah, is, is, you think it's going to play at? I think it well, That was my first game last year, and I was like, it's what every game's going to be like. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, it's funny because that's where it's nice being on defense because for the offense, everybody says it's kind of the worst place to play because it is so right, loud, loud and so tough. But for you it's guys, so I'm sure y'all get to feed off of that. Right. It's, it's a loudest stadium. And, you know, like they, they it's like a basketball game. They turn the lights out and, and do the introductions. And, you know, it's just like when you look up, it's like stands are way back there. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's pretty cool. Um, How about we were talking earlier about – the string of running backs you guys have had to face. What did you already learn about Alvin Kamara last year and, and the type of back that he is? And how is he similar or different to the different guys you've already had to face? Because even though these are all kind of the top backs, mm-hmm. each one really brings something, something unique to right. it. So so who is Alvin Kamara and those guys? Kamara is more, uh, I would say, more of a Saquon, the ones that we played so far. But uh, he's using the pass game a lot too. Um, he's big and breaks a lot of tackles he has every move in a in a book he'll jump spin hurdle you know uh fast and physical so you have to really bring everything when you play him uh they use him like i said they use him in the pass game so he'll come out catch passes and in the run game uh they'll use him everywhere uh kick return uh the saints are one of the i think like the best coach sound teams because they're everything just so efficient when they play when you know a guy can do like you said you know he can hurdle he can jump and twist and all these things how different is that for you how you approach a player like that what do you have to do to make sure that you don't come out on the worst end of that i say when you play guys like that has a lot of moves uh you have to just you can't hesitate you have to attack so when you get to them you can't just break your feet down you have to run through them take your shot um because those guys they're like stop the quick or stop start stop the start is so like quick it's so fast uh if you break down and stop your feet they'll be past you so Guys like that, you got to just take a shot. And how about Michael Thomas? What did you learn about who he is and what you guys as a secondary are really going to have to focus on? Yeah, he catches everything, you know, hmm. uh, has great routes, uh, catches everything that's thrown to him. So you have to really be tight coverage on him. Uh, he's a physical guy, too. He does the dirty work blocking. Um, and he's a, he's just a, a great player, you know. You watch all the great players we go against in the, our division, uh, and he's at the top. And this is – you guys just had the first of the five-game road stretch. That's a crazy stretch of the season. What are the biggest challenges of a stretch like this? I say it's probably like sleep, uh, you know, getting your rest, uh, taking care of your body. Uh, yeah, it's a miracle that you and I haven't said something ridiculous so far getting back at 3.30 in the morning uh, last night. Yeah. No, I was – We're running My biggest on. thing was just like rest last night. I was, I was tired from the game. Uh, but, you know, taking care of your body. You know, the mental part is going to come during the week with uh, film and practice. It won't be too bad uh, with that. So just getting your rest, I would say, traveling from L.A. and then going to uh, London, coming up, going to St. New Orleans. It's just, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of time traveling. And what do these road – I mean, you've already gotten one road division win, which is huge. What would this game mean to put you guys above 500 mm-hmm. and to have a couple road division wins already? This is going to be big because I, l- I learned from last year, like, you have to win your division. And – that's what we're focusing on right now is winning our division. Um, that's, that's big. That's the biggest thing right there. All right, well, Jordan, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it, and congrats on that interception. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for joining us. We'll be back here next Monday like we are every Monday from the Hooters on Hillsboro, and we're going to have more next week from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio.